Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome this evening to our lecture by Dr. Gomshayi. He's well known to the Temenos audience. Um, and last year at this time, he spoke on Rumi. He gave us three lectures, as you may recall. He's actually been lecturing in Temenos for 20 years, almost every year around this time. For those of you who don't know him, he was the former director of the National Library of Iran. Um, he has numerous publications in Persian. His collected articles have sold something like 30,000 copies. He's done an edition of the Divan of Hafez. Uh, he's translated works on Shakespeare into Persian. He's the author of a great anthology of English literature with Persian translation called 365 Days with English Literature. His most recent book is um, 365 Days with the Quran in the company of the Quran, which in the space of 18 months went into 20 editions, sold 20,000 copies. So he's very well known in Iran, um, needless to say. Um, and tonight um, he's speaking about Mahmoud Shabbat Sadi. And for those who, who, of you who don't know who Shabbat Sadi is, He's the author of three works, a, a small work called Hakel Yakin, which is on mystical theology. Um, another work called the Saudat Nome uh, on, on theology itself, which is about 1,500 uh, verses. And another work called The Garden of Mysteries, which Dr. Gomshe tonight is going to be speaking about. And this is the most important work, um, well, there are three great important works which, which um, Persian Islamic philosophers comment on. One is the Masnavi, one is the Golshan Raz, or the Garden of Mystery, and the other is the Divana Hafez. And these are the books that are mainly commented on. So it's one of these major works of philosophical poetry, um, which is people use to ornament their arguments, their philosophical arguments, and it's also a great work of aesthetics, which he's going to speak about tonight. There's something like 30 different commentaries were written on this book uh, within 200 years of its, of its um, composition. It was written in, in the year 1317. Anyway, uh, Dr. Gomshi is one of the handful of scholars who can show Shabbos Sadis, or for that matter Rumi or Hafez's ecumenical approach uh, to religion and to religious thought and to spirituality and um, so as he's been doing for 20 years uh, here at Temenos and so please give him a warm welcome. Good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome. I'm going to invite you tonight to a garden of mysteries where there is room for all the world of the world all the people of the world and where they can serve all wines and nectar of grace spirituality and intellectuality as well and beauty and wisdom. Let me offer you first 
a salutation you know salam for the vernal equinox which we Iranian consider as the beginning or take as the beginning of our new year and uh, more than that I want to greet you for the Holy Easter which is on the way the glorious chariot of Easter is on the way and uh, this is the time when Jesus had an ascent to heaven and according to Shabestari and our great Sufis we can all join him in this ascent Buro and Dar Asra you can follow him if he is going to heaven if Jesus is going to heaven you can have all you, you have the Holy Spirit in you and you have something of Allah as well in you so why not join Jesus to heaven I wish also to borrow and be inspired by the Beatitudes of Jesus Christ, Sermon sur la Montagne, Sermon on the Mountain, where he says he has eight blessings, blessed are those, blessed are those, blessed are these people. I wish to say blessed are those people who get acquainted with Sheikh Mahmoud Shabestari <laughs> because they will achieve a great treasury of wisdom, of beauty, of things of perfection. A thing of perfection is a joy forever. A thing of beauty is a joy forever. They would be rich in the world and they will have a refugee from all the sufferings of the world if they can enter this garden. This garden is beyond time and place, and this garden, in this garden everybody is young, and uh, everybody is intoxicated, and uh, the one, one of the wonders of this garden is that... Um, <coughs> The people here love each other. This is the garden. All people who come into this garden, who come to know Mahmoud Shabestari, then they would love each other. It is in contrast with uh, some other pleasures where when there are rivals, they fight against each other. Here, they are friends. Do you love Sheikh Mahmoud Shabestari, I do love him, then we are friends. There is a poem, I think it's by an American poet, that if we had met in a tavern, we would drink to each other's health. But it happened that we met 
in the battlefield. So I looked at him angrily and he looked at me and I killed him. It's very important to, to get acquainted with people in the tavern. Where is tavern? We will explain later where is this tavern of Sheikh Mahmoud and where is this tavern of Persian literature. So, <clears throat> let me explain a little bit before entering into our subject, which is <clears throat> the nature of literature, the nature of poetry, and more, I could say widely, the nature of art, according to Sheikh Mahmoud. But first, let me explain how this garden of mysteries came down from heaven in earth, to earth. What is earth? Earth is the realm of words. Constantly descend from the heaven of our thoughts, from the heaven of our feeling, from the heaven of our emotions. Like angels, they come down. They come down and then get the form into the realm of words in the realm of literature. So, <clears throat> I want to emphasize that Sheikh Mahmoud is one of those who believes that literature is not as the resurrection as some scholars and some critics say today that literature is a resurrection in words. It is nothing else. It is the composition. It is form and nothing else. While Sheikh Mahmoud says uh, there is a sea of truth, there is a sea of realities, of entities, and from that sea where is the shore of that sea? The shore of that sea is letters and words and literature. So, when they come to the realm of world, they take certain forms in harmony with certain ideas. Why is it rhythmic? Because it is happy. When you get a truth, all truth brings happiness with it. And that is why when it comes into lyric poetry or any kind of poetry, it is rhythmic. And the garden of Sheikh Mahmoud is in fact in, composed in one of the most beautiful and happy rhythms in Persian literature, which is Benama Anki Janra Fikrata Mukht به نام آن که جان را فکرت آموخت چراغ دل به نور جان برافروخت This is a six over eight according to musicians it is six over there and you can dance with it به نام آن که جان را فکرت آموخت چراغ دل به نور جان برافروخت تعالله قدیمی کوب یکدم کند آغاز و انجام دو عالم جهان چون چشم و خط و خال و ابروس که هر چیزی به جای خیش نیکوست. It, it seems that Sheikh Mahmoud is dancing 
He is a minstrel who is singing and speaking wisdom at the same time. So <clears throat> there is the story of how this garden, eternal garden, came to earth. That Sheikh Mahmoud was in a gathering with his friends, with a group of Sufis, a group of scholars, and there was the master, the great master as well, who, whom everybody respected, and even Sheikh Mahmoud would follow whatever he would say. It was the early in the 8th century Islamic and in the middle, almost middle of the 13th century, a little before Chaucer, that this gathering happened to be convened. So, <clears throat> as they were speaking and talking and discussing, somebody came in, a messenger coming from the east. They were in the west of Iran, in Azerbaijan. And somebody came from Khorasan and from the east with a letter and a message that I am coming from the great scholars of Khorasan and we have certain questions. And please answer these questions. They are altogether 15. Of course, you can't count them 20, but they are 15 questions in 15 couplets in the same rhythm I said mafa'ilun mafa'ilun mafa'il he was it, the, the question was also in poetry in the same rhythm so that is why Sheikh Mahmoud answered in that same rhythm when the, the questions were posed <coughs> so they opened the letter and read the questions the questions were fantastic Everybody was beside himself with joy and ecstasy. What sort of question is it? Some of them are really wonderful. For example, one question is, what is that part which is bigger than the whole? And how can we find that part? It seems that if he knows that there is such a part, and he, was, he wants to find a way how they can get to that part. What is that part which is bigger than the whole? Generally, everybody says that every part is smaller than the whole. But he says, no, it is not. There is a particular part, and if we can give just an example, uh, if uh, you, for example, is the whole, is a walled garden, a walled garden, so it is two parts, world and the garden. But if you put away the world, the garden, then it would be bigger than the whole. That part, garden, because it is infinite, there is no wall. If you take the wall, then everything would be infinite. So this part, this is... <coughs> Actually, uh, our limited look at ourselves, our limited circle, and but if you take away that circle, 
then you are everybody. Then you are everybody. If you are nobody, then you are everybody. So another question is, what is <clears throat> For one moment I forgot about some most important question کدامین فکر ما را شرط راه است چرا گه تاعت و گاهی گناه است Well, what is it that we have to think about it and what is it that we should not think about it? Sheikh Mahmoud answers later that um, you have to think about the bounties of God but you should not think about the essence of God the quiddity of God the entity of God you should just think about his bounties But some people think that it is because uh, we cannot understand God, we cannot think about him, so it's better not to think. We can better, it's better, know then thyself, presume not God to scan. But Sheikh Mahmoud doesn't answer this. He says, you shouldn't think about God because you need not, because it is not necessary to think about God, because God is within you. It is impossible to get what you have already got. This is another question and another answer. چه بحر است آنکه نطقش ساحل آمد؟ ز قعر بحر او چه حاصل آمد؟ What is that sea whose shore What is that sea whose shore is uh, words and uh, letters and Speech, speech is the shore of that sea. What is it? So there are other questions, each, for example, about uh, who is a perfect man? Who is a perfect man? He says a perfect man is a person who is in service of all. Although he is a master, a great master who serves, he is the perfect man. So service in Sufism is the highest point of perfection. When you are in the service of humanity, when you have sympathy with the sufferings of humanity. So, <clears throat> uh, another question is... Uh, In the same, same question is actually divided in two. <coughs> Who is a traveler? This is very interesting. Who is the traveler? Sheikh Mahmoud says the traveler, you expect that the traveler is the person who goes from A to B. She says, he says, a traveler is the person who knows himself, who comes to know himself. If you know yourself, then you are a traveler. Why? Because when you know yourself, you know that you are not perfect. You have so many desires, there are so many things you wish, 
and you don't have. There are so many virtues, there are so many riches, so many things that you desire for, but you can't find. So you are not perfect. So a person, person who is not perfect is a traveler from imperfection to perfection. So first you have to come to yourself and your desires and your loves. We have three loves. We love beauty, but we don't possess it. We love good and charity. We love knowledge. So if we don't have these things, we, there are hundreds of things we don't know, millions of things we don't know, and uh, there are so there is so much beauty in the world we have no access to it. We cannot even understand yet what beauty is. So we are not perfect. So we have to go after our desires. This is the recommendation of Sheikh Mahmoud that why don't you go after your desires? Do what you desire, naturally. Not what the devil desires, but you desire. You desire beauty, you desire charity, you desire magnanimity, you desire nobility, you desire generosity. You desire these things. You appreciate it in any person you see. So, Go after your desires. If you go after your desires, then step by step, you will get to that perfection, which is, uh, and you become um, a mirror in front. Your heart would be a mirror, not to look at yourself, but to see God. Sheikh Mahmoud blames some people who do some mortifications and some services, some prayers, and then they purify and purify and polish their heart. <clears throat> and they polish their heart. But when it is punished, they are uh, looking at themselves. They are selfish still. So it is, it is clear what he showed you. You have to clarify it so that God would be a, the epiphany of God and the reflection of God you can see in your heart. And... Uh, in fact, man is a manifestation of his Lord and all his qualities, not some of his qualities, all his attributions, whether attributions of transcendence or attributions of immanence, whatever tributes, attributes God has, you can be a mirror before him and get all of them. In fact, he says that that eternal beauty, that eternal beauty who is considered to be a fair girl, he goes to the, uh, he, he stands in front of the mirror. So there is, the mirror, what you see in the mirror is creation. The beauty is God. The fair maid is God. The reflection in mirror that is the world. Who is man? Man is, if you look deep into the eye of the picture in the mirror, you will see another, another fair maid. And that is man. So man is the microcosm. It's exactly equal 
to the bigger picture. Jahan insan shudu, insan jahani. The world is a man and man is the world. Whatever you see in the world is in the man. In a macrocosm, a miniature of that fair made of that eternal beauty is in your heart if you polish it. So <clears throat> everybody was intoxicated with these questions and they didn't know what to do. They thanked the messenger and Sheikh, everybody turned to Sheikh Mahmoud that you have to answer these questions. Nobody else can do that. Sheikh Mahmoud said, well, I'm not a poet. همه دانند که این کس در همه عمر نکرده هیچ قصد گفتن شعر and then he is, his, his poem is also faulty particularly he has made it faulty to say uh, there is something wrong in the poem he wanted to say that I don't, I don't know this is my poetry همه دانند که این کس در همه عمر نکرده هیچ قصد گفتن شعر عمر with شعر they don't rhyme the rhyme is faulty. But he purposely does it to harmonize what he was saying with, uh, with the form. The form suits the word with the action, the action with the word, according to Shakespeare. So everybody is to be in suit or in harmony with the higher levels of understanding. So when you know that you are not a great poet, then and you are saying, you are expressing this, you have to put some fault in it to show it. But uh, the great master who was in the gathering, he said, uh, we ask you to answer. Don't, uh, it is not fair to reject a person who is um, asking, begging for something. According to the Quran, there is a verse that um, don't drive away a person who is in need of something and asking something from you you have to answer to their requirement to their question so Sheikh Mahmoud in 20 lines he answered first only 20 for each question he just composed one single poem and gave it to the messenger and he went away but it was too condensed and too paradoxical to understand what Sheikh Mahmoud answered. And uh, so they said, what is it that? Please explain it for, for us. So the garden is actually the commentary of Sheikh Mahmoud over those 20 lines. Those 20 lines are the uh, basic ideas of Sheikh Mahmoud. And there are some poets in the world who have only, who have left only those 20 and they have not explained. Sheikh Mahmoud has explained what he has said in those 20 lines. So it is a thousand line now. I remember that once my father came home and said, Hussein, would you like me to give you a thousand coins? I said, what better than that? <laughs> so he gave me the book and said, this is a thousand lines. This is, each line is better than a coin. 
and the more you expand it the more they become and uh, they would be uh, your pleasure and joy when you are alone in solitude it is your pleasure you read it what a great pleasure to read Sheikh Mahmoud in solitude and when you are in a gathering it is your ornament you can speak about it Whatever is the discussion, you can find a poem by Sheikh Mahmoud. And I remember that my father and other masters, when they were teaching a text on philosophy, on theosophy, of Muhyiddin, of any great writer, in the middle of their talk, one line of Sheikh Mahmoud was the answer. جهان چون چشم و خط و خال و ابروس که هر چیزی به جای خیش نیکوست This world is like the face of a fair maid It has eyes and eyebrow and lips and ears and chin and, and cheek And each of them is properly in its place So you, you don't want to put the nose on the other side or to put the eyes over the head no you don't want to change anything when you don't want to make any change it means perfection God has created you, you perfectly it is, it is true that some people may look more beautiful but every person is beautiful we are as we must be we are according to the desire of the greatest designer no designer no great designer would like to make any change in the human body. And say, well, this hand is too long, too short. Nothing is wrong. So he says, Jahan chon chesh mokhat to khal abrus ke har chizi be jay khish nikus. So, when the, he says that I am not a poet, he explains that if I say that I am not a poet, it doesn't mean that I am ashamed of being a poet because poets um, in some uh, societies and some gatherings were not appreciated. So he said, I am not ashamed of being a poet because a hundred centuries would pass before another Attar would come into this world. So Attar was a great poet. Why I, I, I take pride in being a person like Attar? But... He is actually hum, um, actually a sort of um, belittling himself and saying that I do not know how to, to compose poems. While these poems, some people think that this is a treatise, a scholarly treatise in verse. It is not true. Many scholars in Iran, they don't appreciate Sheikh Mahmoud and say, this is not poetry, this is philosophy, this is uh, morality, this is theosophy, this is Sufism. Uh, Sufism, it is versified, versification is not poetry. While I think every line has the mark of poetry and you can enjoy it as a thing of beauty. In the first line, when he says, به نام آن که جان را فکرت آموخت چراغ دل به نور جان برافروخت in the very first line there is a, a 
great technique and a figure of a speech which is called foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, he is, in the first line, he is giving the basic ingredients of all he is going to say to the end of the book. He is speaking of light, of uh, lamp, of heart, of thinking, of uh, the soul. These are the ingredients to the end of the book. So, Every line has some special uh, composition and it has the mark of a poem. It, it is the, the most condensed expression of some great reality. And that is why uh, this uh, 1000 lines have not lost their luster, their light, their color, even before the son of Rumi, because Sheikh Mahmoud was among three great sons, because the son of Saadi, the son of Hafiz after him, and the son of Rumi before him. So this is a moon, actually. I have written somewhere that Sheikh Mahmoud was a great moon who rose among three sons, but he didn't lose any color. But he gave light to the poems of those three. Because if you want to know more about Hafiz, know more about Saadi and Rumi, you have to study Sheikh Mahmoud. He illustrates, he, he actually clarifies the, the ambiguities of other works of literature, I mean, particularly Sufi literature, and the lyric literature. So we now come to the uh, main subject of our discourse, that's what is literature after all, what is poetry? <coughs> when the book decl Declination of the West, declination of the West, decline of the West, sorry, by Oswald Spengler. He has foretold certain things about the future societies. One is that in future there will come some critics, some scholars, some researchers who have no respect for the for the subject of their study. They just, they are great scholars, they can research about any subject, but they are not dedicated, they are not devoted to that subject. They write about God, they write about um, unity of being, they write about uh, mystical wine, they write about anything. But it is just uh, some expression of some ideas, and they think that the critical views are more important than the subject of those critics. Today, there are some schools of criticism. They say criticism of art, art criticism is more important than art. He is a great, great man, and who is his job? What is his job? He is a critic of art. So they have no dedication to art itself and their 
Spengler said that they will come someday, some such people, that they believe that uh, well, poetry. I know many people who in Iran or other parts of the world, they write about uh, Sufis. Say, well, Sufis said this, how lovely that they said that, how lovely they said this. But uh, finally they say uh, that they don't believe in mysticism at all. Mysticism is just uh, a refinement, a refinement um, and purification of certain um, harshness in religion. When we, because the religion is harsh, so they have made it softer that people would not go away and would not lose their religion. So Sufism and mysticism is just uh, a sort of refinement. They have ornamented it, make it more beautiful, beautify their religion. Somebody said, this is beautiful, but not Islam. I was speaking about Islam and said, well, this is beautiful, but not Islam. Because it is beautified, they say that it is beautified by mysticism, by Sufism. It is just a beautifier, but it doesn't mean that it has a reality. So, <clears throat> um, unfortunately, they don't tell you expressly that they don't, they don't know and they don't believe. They write a book and at the end of the last page you will come to know that they do not have any uh, dedication to the subject and they don't know actually. They would say, we don't know what it is. I was reminded of an uh, of, um, anecdote by Mullah Nasreddin the comic figure, all Iranians and Eastern people, they know him, and he is fantastic in his jokes. Jokes is each of them is is a wisdom, applied wisdom. He said, somebody asked Mullah Nasreddin, "What is the name of the grandfather or grandmother of the devil?" <laughs> Mullah said, "Well, I don't." He didn't say, "I don't know." He said, well, I don't know it myself, and I know that my father didn't know anything about that, <laughs> and even my grandfather have not been heard to say anything about that, but I have also heard that in the past, among our ancestors, there have been a gathering of scholars and great people in many years ago that they got together and the same question was posed and they didn't know that. <laughs> you see? So they, they take you to the end of the book and then they say, well, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> Poetry is not something that happens in the words. Poetry is not something dead. It is alive. It is a joy. Poetry is light. Poetry is um, actually a refugee is um, from the sufferings of the world. If you come into this garden, you will see that everything is okay. Of course, there are many things wrong outside, but you will come to know that each of them have, are doing certain purposes. 
even the devil is doing some purpose in this world. He has to be there. He has to uh, tempt people and people follow him. But it is good because he tests people. Are you a lover of God? Or, okay, I'll test you. I'll show you some gold, some silver, and some jewels, and some uh, uh, ambition, some power, and then you will uh, just deviate from humanity. You are no longer a human being. You will go to the uh, class of uh, uh, selfish animals. So everything has its own service, and so you don't worry about that. Uh, you know that you have to do your own responsibility in the best way, and... Um, you will try to guide other people as well to happiness because the end is happiness. End of joy, sorry, end of art is happiness. End of poetry is happiness. There is no poem which, is, uh, which brings you despair and hopelessness. Poetry always brings you hope, brings you uh, happiness brings you, um, brings uh, confidence in you rather than losing everything and think, okay, I'm going to die and there is not going to, anything is not going to happen after that. So what is this life? We are just wasting our time. It's better to die sooner than we are killed by this accidents of the world. So, Sheikh Mahmoud says that the story of Sheikh Mahmoud of poetry is this, that everything you see in this world is the picture from the higher world. If you say that, no, how can you say that? It is because you see design, you see pattern, you see certain movements are to certain perfections, you see, everything is moving consciously or unconsciously to a perfection. So how can you say they are coming from somewhere? This, 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 the mere matter or hayula in Persian philosophy or matter or chaos is not able to create such wondrous world. This wonderful world has been designed. And so this world is a reflection of the great creator of the world and when it comes down of course it takes as Shakespeare says it embodies and the poets the poets eyes in a fine frenzy moving and thus takes a look from heaven to earth, from earth to heaven. And then the ideas when come, when ideas come from God, when the ideas come, they give it with their art. The art is giving a proper lodging to the guests who are coming from the other world. So a great artist is the person 
who can get that inspiration, whether it is music, whether it is painting, all of them have expressly said that these are the words of God. Rumi says, hear the voice of God from this pipe. I am not playing. This is somebody is breathing in me and that is my beloved. And that's the creator of the world. He is breathing into the flutes. And uh, Hafez says, در پس آینه توتی صفت هم داشتن آنچه استاد ازل گفت بگو میگویم somebody is behind the uh, mirror and he is just inculcating is um, talking and then whatever he says I repeat I am a توتی a parrot parrot like means you don't understand even what what you are saying you just repeat like a parrot and Sheikh Mahmoud says, when the book came to an end, the 1,000 <coughs> lines came to an end, I asked God, well, you have created this, and please tell me what is the name of this book. So he said, well, this is our garden, this is the garden, it's a divine garden, like the divine comedy. It's a divine garden. He asked, what can I name, what name or title I should give to this book? The answer came from heaven that this is our garden of mysteries. So he says that I put the name of Golshan Raz, the garden of mysteries, to this, uh, to this collection, to this composition. So it is... Uh, um, not only Sheikh Mahmoud, not only Mohyeddin, but all great poets of the world, they say that this is the muse is telling me, this is uh, the angel is bringing it. In Persian, they say this is the Saqi who is giving us the wine and make us intoxicated, and in that intoxication, you can just understand the realities, you can get the inspiration because your selfishness is the veil and stops all uh, inspirations coming constantly from heaven to earth. So those who have can get the vibration from heaven, they are poets, artists, and all great art is the work of God, like the great nature. So this is true with Mozart, this is true with Handel, this is true with uh, all great com composers of the world that they have themselves emphasized that we do not know how it came down. Mozart says, I lie down in the grass, sometimes I lie down in the grass, and then the ideas, I suddenly felt that the ideas are coming. The ideas come and then I write them down. <coughs> of course, not everybody can write it down. They get the inspiration, but only Beethoven. Beethoven says, the ideas come to me and they make so much noise and they turn round and round and they don't leave me until I write them. <coughs> so far as I have not written them, they would just make noise and they, 
make commotion and they don't let me easy, let me alone. So poetry is the gift of God. Poetry, like painting, like all other arts, is the gift of God. I don't know how much time I have still. You have 20 minutes? 20 minutes. Yes, okay. So, <coughs> you can go on with, uh, with the through the flyer I gave you, we can just go through it and look at the main subjects. I've chosen certain pictures, they are also symbolic and uh, uh, in literature they use symbols, they use metaphor, they use simile, metonymy, they use allusions, all of them are in the service of communicating what is in the hearts of the poets. The poet has a feeling, has uh, got some great idea, some good tiding, some good news. What is literature? It is news. What is the news? The great news is that you are not going to die, that there is a designer in this world. Don't be sorry about anything you lose. You will get whatever you have lost. The paradise lost will be paradise regained. This is the news. So this news, when it comes to the poet, the poet is in joy. Are the happiest moment, poetry is the happiest moment of happiest people. They are happiest people because they know of the, uh, the secrets of the destiny of God. They know the secrets. So they are happy. So they want to share their happiness with you. It's very good that people share what they have. And the best commodity for share is joy. You can get the sorrows of the people and give them joy. Man be donbali kesi migardam ke qamhayash ra ba man taqsim konad. I am in search of a person who would share his sorrows with me. And I'll share my joys with him. So, all art is in search of some medium, something to help him to get over all these obstructions, all these veils, and communicate to you what is in his own heart. And uh, what is this? secret of the joy he has. He is explaining why I am so happy. It is said that Jesus Christ sometimes was so much in happiness that he hid himself, that he hid himself from people so that people would not understand what is going within him. When you are beside, beside yourself with joy, you don't know what to say. You have to express it somehow. So, This, what is this somehow? This is uh, the figures of a speech. The figures of a speech are not ornaments. You say, this is, this is 
beautifier of poetry. It is not beautifier, it is the essence of poetry. The essence of uh, philosophy is to find a middle, a middle premise. There is something you don't know, there is something you know. You need some middle premise. From the minor premise, come to the middle premise and go to the major premise. And finally to the result. So, in philosophy, the basic idea is the middle. Something you need to communicate and to continue your analogies, your argument. You say, do you accept this? Then you have to accept this. This is like that. And then you jump. You can't jump straightly from um, what you don't know to what you know. There, is, there should be something in the middle. So in literature also, literature is like philosophy. There is what you feel, what other people don't feel. So you have to find an image. An image which, which would create which would create the same idea, something like the same idea, the same feeling as you have in your own heart. So they come, they have seen the eternal beauty. So what can they find here but women? Women are the best example. Would you like me to speak about the eyes and the beauties and the harmonies? And well, I'll show you this. This means, this is the picture, this is the picture the poet finds in this world. And that is why women are, in, in all literature, are the best middle premise, the best medium for getting across your feelings. So, Sheikh Mahmoud is explaining that uh, when we say, when we are speaking of uh, lips, of mole, of eyes, of eyebrow, of tresses, of the curl, hadith zulf janan bas de rozas, chini juhi azan kanjai rozas, and he is just actually uh, addressing to himself that, well, I, 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 I'm hazy whether I would speak about the curl of the beloved or not, because the curl is a long, long story. How can I shorten it? How can I shorten it? Hadith Zulf Janan, the curls and tresses of my beloved is so long. So what is this? He said that when things come down, there, there are some proportions, some harmonies, some relations, according to which you can give them some form in this world. As William Blake says, that the poet goes to, an as he ascends heavens, goes to high heaven, and he has a visit with certain angels and beauties and eternal entities in the high heaven. When he comes back, he wants to inform people what I have seen. So he starts to borrow, borrow the trees, borrow the sun, borrow the winter, the summer, you say, well, this is summer, this is winter, but none of them mean what you see in the world, in the nature. 
The nature is, is just what people use as a metaphor. In Persian, we say estare. It means a borrowing. You borrow certain forms to uh, express your ideas, your feelings, and then to pave the way for people to get across from this beauty to that beauty. Because this is a limited beauty, this is uh, a, a temporal beauty, after a short time, all beauties lose their beauty, and then they have no more claim to that. So he wants to bring you to your youth, you are young, your being a young would come to an end soon. But he wants to give you eternal youth, eternal joy, even eternal intoxication. Because when you get intoxicated, it's for a short time. After a time, you have to drink again. But in literature, by the poet, he gives you such wine, such intoxication, that it would be with you to the end of the world, to the morning of resurrection. Even not to the morning of resurrection, to the night of resurrection, because the day of resurrection is very uh, fearful, and it's better that you don't get conscious, you, you don't get sober. It is better to be intoxicated. Hafez says, you are not aware of our constant drinking. You cannot drink constantly. You cannot be intoxicated constantly. It's for a short time, and after that, your sorrows would come back. So the poet borrows these things, and according to some relations, of course, he says that tress is a symbol of multiplicity. The tresses of the beloved is the all mul multiple things, the infinite multiplicity in the world. That is the tresses, the tresses of my beloved. And wherever you take, you uh, stretch your hand, you will get a part of that. And Hafez uh, says, get a piece of it and then go up and then you will get to him you see so he is explaining about all these uh, um, metaphors all these symbols and he has allusions uh, actually Sheikh Mahmoud has so many allusions to the Quran that you can say that if you read Gulshan al-Raz you have read the symposium of Plato you have read and a short exegesis commentary of, on the Quran, an esoteric Quran. You will get an introduction to literature, you will get an introduction to philosophy, pure philosophy. He speaks about the accident, the entity, the quiddity, the being, and um, he used certain very strong argument that um, being doesn't need a creator, because being Adam mujud gardad in mahalas. Mujud az ruye hastilo yazolas. You understand the meaning of being. So being cannot come out of nothingness. So it comes out of being. So being is eternal. Being is infinite. 
because you cannot stop it. If God is infinite, it means that you don't exist. Because it's God, He comes to you and He covers you, everything. Because what is infinite covers everything, all things. So that is why we say that everything has a share in divinity. Every part, not a share to say that He associates, but He has some reflection, some tajalli, some epiphany of that great being. So let's uh, just take a look at uh, some of these questions and answers. The question is what means the mystic by those expressions of his? What does he indicate to by eye and lip? What seeks he by cheek, by care, by down and mole? And he to wit, who is it? Who is in stations and states? A Sufi who is a traveler and is in a states or in a station. The stations are higher than a states. A state is some um, temporary feeling, uh, some temporary ecstasy. But when you get to <coughs> a permanent position, then that's called a station. So they have asked when a person is a traveler and is passing a station by a station and a state by a state, what does he mean by lips and by tresses and by the figure and of the beauties? So he explains, whatever is seen in this visible world is as a reflection from the sun of that world. The world is, is as curl, down, mole, and brow, for everything in its own place is beautiful. So the epiphany is now in beauty, now in majesty. Cheek and curl are the similitudes of these verities. The attributes of the truth are mercy and vengeance. Cheek and care of fair ones are type of those two. So God is sometimes seems to be in peace with you, sometimes not. So when the beloved is looking at you and is smiling at you, so it means that God is in peace with you. But when he turns his face, you see the, the care. So the care is a symbol of the night and the separation and it means that you are rejected, you have to wait, you are not in union. Then he comes to the difference between eye and lip. He says, eye gives you life. If it looks at you, sorry, eye can kill you. The two eyes just look at you and then your head is cut off. But his lips, again, he speaks, his lips are a Jesus Christ, and he gives you life again. By his eyebrow says no, his lips say yes. See, so he is playing with you, he is uh, uh, step by step, is taking and uh, attracting you to himself. So then the next, the uh, 
page seven. What meaning attaches to wine, torch, and beauty? What is an assumed in being a haunter of taverns? Harabat, wine. What is sharab? What is harabat? What is candle? What is candle? What is sharab or sham or shahid? They have asked, what is the meaning of beautiful boy or beautiful girl? What is the meaning of candle? What is the meaning of all these? He says, well, this is the pure meaning. Sharab or sham or shahid, It means, it is, because meaning meaning is the soul of everything when you are running I ask what is the meaning of that act it means that I am in a hurry and I want to get the bus so what is the meaning of getting the bus meaning means what, what, what is the end and say well it's because I want to go to university so what, why are you going to university this is not the end of meaning it is in the middle and step by step you go on, say, because I want to acquire knowledge. Say, why do you want to acquire knowledge? It is not the end. It is, what is the meaning of that? So far as they can ask the meaning, it means you are in the middle. The pure meaning is God. His pure meaning. When you get there, that's joy. Why do you want to be happy? You don't need to ask, ask that question. It is absurd to ask question. I want everybody wants to be happy. Happiness is not wanted for something else. You can I read this book to get happy, but I don't happy to get read books. You see, happiness is the end. So God is pure happiness, pure joy, pure beauty, pure good. So. When you are after something, you have to ask yourself, what is behind that? What is behind that? What is behind that? If you don't get to the final meaning, final meaning is God. So far as you have not got to the final meaning, then you are on the way. You are a traveler. You, have no, you are not in union. And there are some people who say, why do you do this charity? because I want uh, to um, get more money myself, because through charity. So, when it goes back to self, it is meaningless. You are not, you have no meaning. He is a meaningless person. In Persian, when, when we say, Bimani, um, meaningless, is, is a curse. Go away with you, you meaningless person. Meaningless what is the meaning? means you have no ideals. The ideals are the meaning of the world. And the ideals have some ideals behind them. And until you come to the pure idea, to the pure beauty, and that beauty is not actually different from good and not different from truth. Truth is beautiful. And beautiful is true. This is what John Keats said, 
beauty is truth and truth is beauty. That's all you need to know. This is what Sheikh Mahmoud says. That all you need to know is that there is a beautiful, fair maid, a fatal, femme fatale, as they say, a, a, a killing lady who will kill you if you don't go to him. If you stop on the way, he will take you by force and he will step by step bring you back to himself. And this is what Goethe says at the end of Faust, that there is a universal woman who is attracting all of us and all atoms of the world. Because according to Sheikh Mahmoud, every atom of the world is uh, conscious, every atom of the world is beautiful, every atom of the world is lover, because um, so far as you understand, you are a lover. So far as you are beautiful, you are beloved. So every atom of the world, this whole world is a tavern, Sheikh Mahmoud says, um, is a tavern. همه عالم چو یک خمخانه اوست دل هر ذره پیمانه اوست and what is the cup of this wine it is inside every atom of the world he has poured this wine to every atom of the world so they all are conscious and it is because of this this uh, wine that the this uh, development and this uh, um, what you call it uh, gradual perfection of all beings it is because of this wine because they have uh, they have tasted this wine and they have the smell the sweetest smell and they are going after that sweet smell and Sheikh Mahmoud says be buy dordi kuris why is it that we are going up and up we are we get tired with this we get tired with that we get tired with that nothing can keep us for a long time because we are we are smelling something something which uh, a perfume go after the perfume and you have seen the film uh, picture uh, movie picture perfume in the in perfume that is the perfume of a woman and perfume of a woman means the perfume of God. And that is why Muhammad says, I love perfume and a woman and prayer. Because they all are the same things. Because the prayer is the presence of God. When you are in the presence of God, when you are praying, it means God is present. It, is not, it doesn't mean that you are saying certain words. And Sheikh Mahmoud is anti-cleric uh, in, even in more than Hafez and Saadi, that it is not a form. You are just uh, you are just dealing with certain rituals and say, well, I'm doing my prayer, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, that services, worshipping God. You are not worshipping God. He says, Sheikh Mahmoud says, You don't have any faith at all. So that when God is present, in your life. So prayer is the presence of God. A woman is the presence of God. And perfume 
is the presence of God. You, you are, you get intoxicated by that perfume. That perfume is in poetry, in art, wherever you go, oh, I, I, this is the way I have to go. You see? This is how beautiful, I have to go this way, I have to go that way. And you see some charity, some nobility, what a perfect man he is. I want to go this way. See, this is the, the perfume of the paradise. Good people are perfumed of paradise. That is why people love them, because they remind their eternal memories, reminiscences, eternal reminiscences. So, what is the meaning of a Christian boy? A Christian boy is a symbol of pure beauty. And tomorrow we will discuss about uh, how Sheikh Mahmoud was visited by a Christian boy. Botetarsobache, a Christian boy or a Christian. What is the meaning of bot? means idol. Idol, he explains about idol, that all idols are praising God. Even those idols in the temple by Hindus or you, you call them kafir or record them infidel or heretic they are not because every atom of the world is praising God so that one of them is idol idol is something so it is a shay this is something so everything which is something is praising God so and zonar the girdle they have round their waist which was a symbol of Christianity. Anyone who had the girdle said, well, he is a Christian. They, they rejected him as a, as a kafir, as a non-Muslim. And uh, in Persian literature, you see that they are very friends with those Armani, Yara Armani Maslak, Either you come and become a Muslim or make me a Christian because we want to be friends. Why these uh, obstacles and veils between us? We want to be with, uh, with each other. So, Sheikh Mahmoud says, a girdle is a symbol of service. You <coughs> tighten your, your waist and then in this, come into the service of people. That is the meaning of... Uh, um, I, a Christian friend. I have a Christian friend. I love these Christians because they have that waist. Uh, that, sorry, that uh, girdle. So what is the meaning of uh, mole? At the heart of every human being, there is a secret of the secrets. A secret of simplicity and a secret that cannot be divided into two. In, in, the, in the depths of our heart, there is a mole which is in the face of the beloved. It is in our heart. It means that this, this mole, this mole is beautiful on the face, of course, but if all the face is black, then they don't like it. They say just one piece, a little piece. It means it is um, a point. That point which is indivisible. There is something in you, you cannot divide it into two. 
You cannot say I am this way or that way. I can divide my. You cannot divide yourself. There is a, a, a feeling of simplicity. Simplicity in the sense of being simple. Simple means uh, you, it is indivisible. Every man is um, the epiphany of God. God is indivisible. God is simple in his nature. And you are simple in your nature. You are not two. You are one. And that is why when death comes to you, then he doesn't know what to do with you. He cannot cut you. He cannot make... Uh, he, he, he doesn't know what to do. With your body, they can tear it to pieces and pieces and then... Uh, trust you to to the dust to the to the earth but you cannot they, they cannot do anything with you for Sheikh Mahmoud this is just awakening in the morning don't say good good night when I am dying because somebody else would say good morning <laughs> at the same time somebody would say good morning the Sophie Hash morning of resurrection is the time when you open your eyes and say, well, you are, you are yourself and you don't need this hand, this eye, you can see without them. You, as you go in, in your sleeps, you, can, you have your own body with you. So it means that you are not dependent on your body. And if your body is destroyed, but still you can continue to live. So this is the news, the great news of Sheikh Mahmoud. And how is it that many people have said about this news? How is it that Sheikh Mahmoud is especially very important? Because he believes himself. People talk about it. They say, well, God is just. What does that mean? You have to know about it. You have to uh, feel it with your whole heart. Otherwise, uh, it is not inevitable uh, speech, inevitable poetry. What is inevitable poetry? Is the poetry which you cannot change it. You don't like to make any uh, improvement. Sorry, improvement. This is the poem of Sheikh Mahmoud. I, you cannot even miss one line because all of the lines are necessary. All the words are, are necessary. It's inevitable. It seems to be the word, the words of God. <coughs> Because you cannot uh, cope with it. It's a strong. When he says, this is the news, everybody believes in him. If you are in the company of Sheikh Mahmoud, gradually you come to believe what he says, that everything is in its proper place and all chance is direction you do not know and all discord is harmony not understood. It is true that there are many things we don't understand. I know but we, we don't claim that we know everything. But what we know is sufficient to make us happy, to make us friend with each other, to go after perfection, to go after nobility, after uh, generosity, after love, after sympathy. We know enough. It is that that this Mullah Nasiddin had went to the pulpit and he, had, he was sitting on the seventh uh, step because some of them have seven or more steps. And he was sitting there, somebody asked a question, and Mullah said, I don't know. Somebody else asked another question. He said again, I don't know this as well. A third question, he said, I don't know. 
Somebody says you're galat mikoni. Now it is that you are going up that much, up sitting, and you don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mullah said, "I have come up as far as I know. If I wanted to as far as don't know, I would go to heaven. I just go up. I know seven things. Well, there are seven things that we know that goodness, good is better than evil. We know it." We know that generosity and love is better than hatred. This is what uh, Bertrand Russell said. Um, that I recommend you two things. One is that to think about everything and don't accept anything just by propaganda. One. The other one is that love is better than hatred. It's better to love, better than revenge. It is better to be in peace with people. It is better to serve people rather than. Just all the time depend on them and try to rob people. It's better to give gifts to people. So this is the news of Sheikh Mahmoud, and uh, I hope that I'm I'm really ashamed of Sheikh Mahmoud to have made such a faulty expression of his ideas. But I hope that tomorrow we will speak about beauty and love again, and I hope that I would. Offer a better presentation of Sheikh Mahmoud. Um, we, have time, we have time for questions. I just want to tell one very short story. Seven years ago, I was in Shabastar, the village, with Dr. Gumshin. He was giving a lecture there. Um, there were about a thousand people in the auditorium. It could only sit eight hundred. And everybody was sitting in the aisles, and then there were about two thousand people outside on the streets with the loudspeakers, and we couldn't actually get out of the theater. It took us twenty minutes to get out. Everybody wanted his autograph, um, so he created this huge storm in the city. You know, it just—I've uh, never—it was some, something. You know, we were mobbed by by everyone. So, um, and this was in the original Persian, of course, and he's quoting the the Golshan Iraz in Persian. So. You, you, you can actually feel what the, the poem was. We were both speaking, and I was speaking in Persian. He was giving this wonderful discourse. So um, this, uh, he's, he's trying to give you a taste of this huge tradition. Um, and, um, of course, the Golshan Raz, each line is known to be inimitable. It cannot be imitated. It's beyond imitation. It's beyond... Um, it's, it's eloquence, and, and the greatest commentary on the Golshan Ross is called Mefaltil Ijaz, the keys to the inimitable eloquence of the Golshan Ross. So, anyway, um, I'm sure there are many questions, please. Um, first of all, I want to re remember um, um, Kathleen Rain, who, who gathered us here, and Samaritan to me, to invite you to fulfill and fill up our empty glosses. I want to thank you and also Sheikh Mahmoud to, to wrote these poems, very beautiful poems. Um, I happened to watch a movie called What the Belief Do We Know? What the Belief to Believe. Yes, yes, What the Belief, yes, yes. I have seen that film, yes. yes. So while I was watching it, I just remembered every single poem by Sheikh Mahmoud by Molana, and it's just a reminder of, of them to me and their philosophy, like the philosophy of Vakhtat al-Wujud al-Mawjud and the other philosophy, yeah. the, the philosophy of Mullah Sadra, which is the different manifestation. Yeah. Is there any 
any gap or is there any research on the field that, f that uh, fill the gap in the literature to, to bring um, quantum physics and the new physics to the literature, to Persian literature? Well, I think that humanity in general, human knowledge in general, is approaching nearer and nearer to Sufism. Of course, they got the idea not very clearly, but now science is making everything clearly. They, there is a book called highest, The Highest States of Consciousness. I don't know the writer, but you can find it in internet. The highest states of consciousness. There you will see that Saadi and Hafez and Sheikh Mahmoud, everybody is present there because they have actually um, tested clinically some people to talk about these feelings. The wonderful story of Ivan Ilich, I recommend you to read the this, the, the death of Ivan Ilich by Leo Tolstoy. The end of the story is wonderful. He is dying. He is dying after long, long suffering. And he is going deeper and deeper into uh, suffering and into pressure. But suddenly the doors open to him. Suddenly the lights come. At, the, at, at that last moment and they have expressed the same thing in clinical tests and clinical studies in the world that this is actually going from some narrow to some wide and open area so I think that uh, the quantum theory the question of entanglement, for example, that uh, the atom could be entangled, that no, no, no space between them, no, no matter how much space between them, they can get acquainted with each other, they can respond. I am reminded of Shams Tabrizi who said, if a person on the other side of the world, in the state of Sama, in the state of of joy and ecstasy and dancing, I will feel it. It is true. It is true that everything is related somehow. And this day, I mean, in these times, we can through mobile and we can see that all the world are united to each other. Make your question very short, please. Yes, um, my question is about the. Uh, reality and the way that uh, uh, you were explaining that uh, seek wine without cup or goblet. So we're talking about a new realm, a new understanding of matter, a new understanding of reality. That seems to me now a new paradigm being uh, created or explained to us. But this new paradigm it seems to me it doesn't consider the senses. There is. Uh, no sense involved. Uh, our senses, our uh, sensory uh, ability have been ignored. I wonder if you can elaborate of this understanding of this reality. It's very similar to modern physics because the idea of modern physics and Plato are very similar. You know, they have the same problem. And then 
it shows actually human being appeared in this planet very short time because the state of technology and knowledge is so. So what limited. is the question? So the question, the question is really um, this realm of reality that you explained to us that this wine that seeking that had no goblet and that the feeling that you have it, it looks as if the poet uh, talk about a different understanding but then doesn't properly define. Okay, what is the different understanding? I have to ask you the form certainly does some service. Even the forms of prayers, the forms of recitation, the forms of doing things and worshipping God, the forms does some some service to humanity. But when you are conscious, when you get intoxicated, you are beside yourself and you directly, you don't need any rituals to do anything in order to get connected. You are connected. And it is said that Rumi was asked by some friends that, oh, it is the time of prayer of ritual prayer. How is it that you don't uh, rush to the uh, mosque to do your prayer? He said, um, prayer is for pres for the presence of God. Do this prayer in order to, to remind, to be reminded of me and to remember me. So he said, I am in the presence of God. So I, I should not rush to any place now. So rukhsat means you are allowed when you are when you are intoxicated you are free because you are no longer yourself and you don't do anything wrong because uh, in this in that intoxication in that intoxication all the good virtues and qualities of man appear so there is no worry about that Okay, I'm sorry, we have to call it a, a, a night. Um, he's here tomorrow night, um, so all your other questions you can ask then, and maybe ask some questions now. We didn't have enough of these for everybody, but we'll make more, and those that didn't get it tonight, we'll give it to them tomorrow. And tomorrow night he's speaking on Shabbos City on Love and Beauty. So please give him a warm uh, thank you.